Hello friends, Sagan here. Welcome back to Indie Author Weekly, where I share my behind-the-scenes journey of writing and self-publishing books. If you are new to this podcast, I'm a productivity strategist for multi-passionate creatives at saganmorrow.com. I help people manage their time and energy effectively through customized, actionable strategies that work for your unique life and business. When I'm not teaching about productivity to solopreneurs, I spend my time writing romance novels and occasionally business books. And that is what this podcast is all about, the adventures of the author life. Now let's get into this episode of the Indie Author Weekly Podcast. Today we have a listener question from Alana who asks, how do you task switch between writing fiction and doing other things? For example, I can't switch from fiction to work emails and back. I can only write fiction with a giant, long, uninterrupted block, which is why I haven't written anything longer than a short story in a long time, because there's no way I can put aside a long enough uninterrupted or even mildly interrupted block to work on a novel. Thank you so much, Alana. This is a great question and definitely something I think we can all relate to. I find it really challenging to write novels if I don't have a large chunk of time blocked off for it, which is a big part of the reason for why I write novellas instead of novels. But there are some ways that we can make task switching a little more manageable and improve our focus and productivity with it. And since I am both a productivity strategist and an author, this question is exactly the kind of thing that I love. I have seven tips for you today for handling this problem around task switching. Tip number one, it's important to keep in mind that usually when we struggle with task switching, it's because our brains are already at their max creative capacity. We are generally too distracted mentally to focus on writing the novel. The key here is to identify what distracts you the most and minimize those distractions. For example, when there are physical distractions in my environment, it distracts me mentally too. So by cleaning the physical environment around me, I automatically clear up brain space for creative purposes. Something else I find really helpful personally is to find a song that I love and then play it on repeat. That's a good strategy if you are the kind of person who likes having sound on in the background, but at the same time, it's not going to be distracting at all because it is the exact same thing on a loop. Your brain doesn't get distracted by a new melody starting every few minutes. Instead, it's just the same thing over and over. I find this extremely helpful. And if you choose an energizing song that inspires your creativity, then all the better. And this is a good strategy, even if you you prefer to listen to music that that doesn't have lyrics, right? So more of an instrumental type of piece. Even then, if you're listening to a full album of that, every time a new song comes on, it's going to, there, there is the potential that it will distract you slightly. So I actually find that having a loop on of a song that I really love and that, that can just kind of give me that creative boost, that little inspiration, having it on that loop is really great for just staying in the zone and not getting distracted every time a new song starts. 
And that brings us to the other side of this concept around increasing brain capacity for creativity. After you identify distractions and then minimize those distractions, you then want to identify what motivates you the most and leverage those motivations. And so that's like with this example with the music playing in the background, right? Basically, the idea here is that we are trying to flex our creative capacity limitations. It's easier to switch between tasks if we have the mental capacity for focusing and we can, and we can stretch that capacity by minimizing distractions and leveraging our motivations. One of the foundational pieces I teach about inside my Productivity Powerhouse e-course is all about how to maximize our creative energy and how to boost it when we find it slipping. You can learn more about that program and enroll at saganmorrow.com powerhouse. My second tip for handling task switching is don't be afraid to adjust your writing process slightly. For example, if you typically don't use an outline for writing books, you might want to try writing a more detailed chapter outline so that you have a very clear idea of what's coming up at various points in the novel. That will then help you to really be able to stay focused and on track because it's all laid out there for you. This will not necessarily work for everyone, but it's worth a try. Even if you think that it's not going to work for you, give it a try anyways. You never know what will come out of it. And that's just one example for how you can do this. Basically, the idea here is think outside the box. If you always use the exact same writing process, then what can you tweak or do slightly differently that could potentially have a really big impact? This will be different for everyone, of course, given your personal writing style, your life situation, all of those types of things. And by the way, you can get ideas and inspiration for how other authors, including myself, outline and write books in a couple previous episodes here on the Indie Author Weekly podcast. So you can tune into episode 47 and episode 52 uh, for those ideas. Tip number three, make good use of reframing. If you find that writing a full-length novel is just too much, then why not think about it as though each chapter is almost a short story? I know there are different writing styles for short stories versus full-length novels, but by focusing on one chapter at a time, it takes away the dauntingness of the full novel. The concept here is to change your approach from a mental perspective. Focus on one piece at a time so it doesn't overwhelm you. Reframing is a very powerful tool for productivity and it can absolutely apply to this situation. This is something else that I teach inside Productivity Powerhouse. So again, you can visit saganmorrow.com slash powerhouse to access the lessons and action steps for how to effectively reframe in either your personal life or your professional life including when it comes to writing novels. Tip number four, if at all possible, explore ways to get ahead on some of your other obligations so that you can block off time for your novel, right? So this is kind of that um, 
that scrum concept, right, when it comes to time management, where you work in short sprints. This is kind of what I like to do with my own novellas. I know that I can, um, if I can write really focused, I can write a book, or I can write a draft of a book within just a few weeks, right? So the idea behind it is to figure out, okay, how can I block off that that chunk of time, whatever that time might be for me to write part of the novel or get that first draft done or whatever it happens to be. Now, I realize that this isn't entirely feasible when it comes to work commitments, but what about other personal tasks? Can you do meal planning and meal prep for the week ahead so that rather than cooking meals every day, you know exactly what you'll be eating and you can use that saved cooking time to instead focus on writing your novel? And again, that is just one small example, right? Even when we think that we're really good at getting ahead on things and batching stuff, there are always, 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 always more things we can do and improve upon. And again, I say this as a productivity strategist. I am continuing to identify more things all the time that I can that I can improve on in my own life and business. There are always ways that we can improve on things, even when we're really good at this. <laughs> so take a step back. Take a really good look at your current situation and assess it honestly from an outsider perspective. Where can you get ahead on a few things so that you can block off future time for your novel? There will often be things that we identify, but we don't have the capacity to deal with right now. So in that case, go for the low-hanging fruit and the stuff that is easiest for you to get ahead on. And this is especially true right now, given everything that's happening around the world. You know, collectively, we are experiencing um, a lot of exhaustion and really low energy levels and overwhelm and that kind of thing. So because of that, our capacity for things is going to be um, even smaller, right? So so try to take a good look at this in terms of, okay, I don't have the capacity to deal with that, even though that's one thing I could batch. So what's something else that is much more accessible for me to get ahead on, right? Like what, what can I, what's a little bit more of that low hanging fruit? What can I have the capacity to do a little bit more on? Or what can I, what do I have the capacity that I can actually just let go of for a few weeks, right? It's, it's actually not a really import, important or urgent thing. So therefore it can be postponed while I work on my novel instead. Tip number five, give yourself the space to do some mental writing. This is one of my favorite activities. I often do this when I'm out for a walk or when I'm lying in bed and can't fall asleep at night. Other people might like to use shower time to do this, for example. Um, But the idea here is that you are giving yourself free reign mentally just to think about your book. You are doing some writing in your head. Some of the most incredible ideas and pieces of writing can occur when you aren't sitting in front of the computer because you are removing the pressure. Now, while you are doing this mental writing, you might get some awesome ideas that you want to write down. That's great. Do that. Jot down bullet points or full scenes or dialogue snippets. I do this all the time, and then I can rearrange those ideas and scenes into chapters down the line. Um, You can also do things like just speak 
right? So like if you have a, a really great idea and it's quite a lengthy one, you know that you, and you're out for a walk or something like that and you can't like type into your phone all of your ideas, you can use an audio recording, right? So so send an audio recording to yourself via messenger. Um, that's another really great way to do this. But really, you know, have that have that space to allow yourself to do that mental writing. Having this thinking time is super important for every business owner and every author. We often don't prioritize time just for thinking because it's not quantifiable and because it feels hard to justify giving up time just to think rather than have tangible action steps and results. But when we prioritize time to think, again, whether that's for entrepreneurs or authors, well, that is really where so much of the true progress is made. It really gives you a little kickoff for the creative energy. So definitely prioritize thinking time. Tip number six, focus on small, consistent doses of writing. Spending 15 minutes a day writing or committing to just writing a few hundred words of your novel every day is much more doable when you do it every single day. By doing this, you don't have to reach as far back in your mind to figure out what it was that you wrote last time, for example. It's much easier to stay in your characters' heads when you connect with them daily rather than setting your book aside for days or weeks on end. So that's a great way to make task switching less of an issue. Your novel is always fresh on your mind every day, so it doesn't take as much energy or time or creativity or brain space to switch from other tasks to your novel and back again. Getting into this can sometimes take a little adjustment period, so if you can set aside closer to, you know, maybe 30 minutes for the first couple of days, then that'll make it easier for you to get into the swing of things with 15-minute blocks the following days and for moving forward. If you're getting back into writing a project that you had set aside for a while, then I have some tips for how you can handle that on a previous episode here on Indie Author Weekly. So tune into episode 25 for those tips. Okay, tip number seven for doing this whole task switching things between writing fiction and doing other things in your life and your business. Don't make a bunch of changes all at once to your routine. If you decide to make task switching easier on yourself by doing small amounts of writing every day, then it will be even easier if you add it as part of your routine. But it's important not to add it to your routine if you recently added a bunch of other things to that routine. Your energy, cap- your energy capacity will get overwhelmed if you do that. So for example, When I was creating my own morning routine, I started out only with journaling. That's, that was the only thing that I actually did. That was, that was my morning routine. It was just journaling. After a couple of weeks, I also began studying languages on Duolingo after the journaling. So then I just added that little piece on the end there. Shortly thereafter, I tacked on some musician singing lessons to it. And several weeks later, I added yoga after that. And I'm currently toying with the idea of adding creative writing on the end of that too. 
So what started out as a 10-minute morning routine essentially turned into an hour-long routine. And if I add creative writing to the end of that, then it's going to be, you know, it could be a solid 90 minutes. It could be close to two hours. Who knows? If I had done that all at once, right from the start, it would have had a really anxious undertone to it. I would be thinking, oh my God, I can't give up that much of my morning. That's just ridiculous, you know? But adding one thing at a time, and then another, and then another, made it just feel natural and good. It didn't feel daunting. If you decide to add book writing to your daily routine, then I encourage you to add it during a season of your life or your business when you don't have a bunch of other life and business changes happening. Right? So if you have a whole bunch of other things going on in your life and your business and your energy is just all over the place and your brain space is feeling really cluttered, then you don't want to suddenly add in a big chunk of writing books every day, right? Like that's that's probably just going to um, make it really challenging and you probably won't be able to follow through with it as easily. I also really encourage you to make sure that it is manageable. Set that timer for only 15 minutes per day, for example. You don't need to write in a big chunk. You can even decide that you are going to write 200 words a day. That is really manageable. That's less than half a page of writing. So when you're doing this, you know, give yourself that grace and remember that it doesn't need to be this big, complicated process. It doesn't need to be this huge, you know, large commitment out of your day or out of your, you know, brain power, your energy levels. It can be these small chunks and you can really figure out the easiest way to work it into your schedule. If you can have it at the same time every day, um, that will make it easier so that your brain knows that that's what you're doing. It takes the decision making out of the process. Focusing on those small chunks, 15 minutes a day, 200 words a day, a little piece that feels manageable for you, that can make a huge difference. So those are my seven tips for how to manage task switching between writing fiction and doing other things in your life and business. Again, if you want to learn a ton more about how to improve your focus, increase your productivity, and get more done in less time without the overwhelm, then I recommend that you join my signature program, Productivity Powerhouse. Visit saganmorrow.com powerhouse to learn more. Okay, to recap today's tips. Number one, identify and minimize distractions and then identify and maximize motivations to increase your creative capacity in your brain. Number two, think outside the box and adjust your writing process. Number three, make good use of reframing. Number four, explore ways to get ahead on other things in your personal or professional life so that you can block time off for your novel. Number five, give yourself the space for thinking time so that you can do mental writing. Number six, focus on small, consistent daily writing. Number seven, add it as part of your routine during a time in your personal and professional life when you aren't also dealing with a bunch of other changes. 
Now, I would love to hear your thoughts on all of this. Is this an issue that you struggle with? Which of these tips resonates with you the most? Connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at SaganLives to chat about it. And you can send me a message on either of those platforms if you have requests for future episode topics too. The more you tell me what you'd like to see more of on this podcast, the better that I can accommodate that. You can also submit your questions or topic ideas anonymously at saganmorrow.com question. If you enjoyed this episode, please take two minutes to share this podcast on social media and rate it on Apple Podcasts. Anytime you share it or leave a rating or a review, it helps more listeners find the Indie Author Weekly podcast, so every bit counts. I really appreciate your support. By the way, you can access complete word-for-word transcripts of this episode and all past episodes, plus sample chapters of my books and a few other bonuses and goodies on the secret version of this podcast. Get access to all of that at saganmorrow.com slash secret podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into the Indie Author Weekly Podcast, and I will see you in the next episode.